All right, so this week's episode um, is going to be about doing things against your best interest. Um, my mom and I had always talked about how people in Southeastern Ohio will vote against their best interest over, you know, the simplest things, um, you know, voting in from the general election as president, um, like the presidential elections down to the governor elections, all the way down to school board um, members. So, and, and just in general, you know, trying to get businesses in town. So that's what um, this episode is going to be about today is just the area of Southeastern Ohio doing things against their best interests um, over for two things, for two things, like the two big things would be that they would vote against their best interests because of abortion and gay rights. It gets them every time. Um, so that's where we're going to uh, be today. So um, we'll start off with um, getting businesses in the area, um, whether that's through like the medical field, all the way through mom and pop shops and major corporations like Walmart and Kroger and Target and so on and so forth to get to, to come to the area. Um, I've always noticed um you know, a lot of times what will happen, um, you know, we have this pendulum swing, um, especially like in the 80s and through the 90s and early 2000s of um, kind of walking away from the mom and pop shops uh, to major corporations. You know, we saw this big, huge boom of um, malls in the 80s, you know, the mall rats and, and <laughs> the people that would go to the mall and stuff, which, you know, in a sense, you know, looking at the bigger picture, it makes sense because then those bigger corporations um, can hire more people. And in return, they should, but they don't. In return, they should be able, because they have this big, massive um, influx and this big massive like overhead of people coming and buying things because they can offer more things. Um, you know, for example, like Walmart, you know, Walmart is like this massive, um, you know, super center. Oh, that person just went across the highway. That was crazy. You went in front of that semi could have been a wreck goofballs. Um, so, you know, Walmart in return, like they can provide because they are this big super center. They can provide everything um, from clothes to toiletries, to makeup, to groceries, to furniture, to electronics. You know, that's their base. Like that's their premise of their, of their shop. That's great. But in return, they're still going to treat their employees terribly because then um, they do not provide, um, minimum wage appropriately. Um, and so they, um, don't have very good benefits. 
they require their employees to um, take vacation time over before sick time. Even though the person's sick, they, they make them take vacation time and then over their sick time. But then, you know, when they want to take vacation time, they have to use their sick day and then they get in trouble and this and that. So it's kind of like a catch 22 that Walmart's like, yeah, well, you know, we'll raise your minimum wage a little bit. Um, we'll give you extra vacation time, but we're going to make you take vacation time instead of sick time. Um, and you have to waste your vacation time before you get your sick time. So you're still not going to get, it's, it's a, yeah. So things like that. Um, but then again, Walmart's non-union. So, you know, you know, that kind of, you know, catches, you know, that that's, you know, people shooting themselves in the foot that they're like, yeah, let's bring these people in. And then they bitch about not making enough money. Well, you know, like you're anti-union, you know, you bring in these companies that are anti-union that can, can provide, you know, hundreds of jobs, but then it's hundreds of jobs that are treating you terribly, that are, you know, providing you an annual income below the poverty level. Like, what the hell, people, you know? Um, but it still provides, you know, money to local communities. Great, but you have to treat your employees great. For example, like Kroger, um, they're, you know, a little bit better. Um, they have their union. You can join the union. You don't have to join the union. That's the good thing about unions is that they're providing your your work week and your minimum wage and your child labor laws. And, you know, if something happens and then you can at work that you get hurt and you have workers comp and you can, um, you know, go through the process that the union is going to help protect you, um, from, you know, those greedy corporation people. Um, and they're not all greedy and they're not, I, I get that, but you know, about hundred percent of the time they are. So, um, you know, they, and then I've realized too, like, um, that with a lot of places and a lot of small communities, um, that when we are going through this pendulum of having corporations come in, you know, for the most part, some of these small communities are like, ah, you know, like big corporation, it's going to ruin the, the mom and pop shops. Well, yeah, it kind of did. But then again, you don't have mom and pop shops to ruin because they've already been ruined. Like there's nobody there to shop. Um, so you got to make up for the loss of, um, these businesses, because if you're not bringing in any business, if you're not bringing in mom and pop businesses, then how do you expect people to come in? And then how do, how do you expect to get those taxes from those companies, corporations, if you're not, when you're not even supporting your local businesses? Um, you know, you've got to have, you've got to flow with the pendulum, you know, like in the, you know, poor Wellston, like, you, you know, the only big thing we got is General Mills, you know, um, we have no hospitals, we have no, uh, other big businesses, you know, we've got a lot of dollar stores, you know, we've got Dollar General, we've got Family Dollar, um, I don't even know if we even have Dollar Tree there, but there's nothing else. Even, even Kroger, the, the small Kroger that we had for years, 40, 50, 60 years, there finally closed. You know, we do have Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly came back. That place went out kaput and, but they had Foodland. So, you know, even Foodland, 
you know, like at least in Jackson, you've got Kroger, you've got Walmart, you've got Big Lots, you've got, um, you know, so there's there's um, a mom and pop shop place called Newman's in Wellston. That's a neighborhood general store that's been there, family owned, locally owned. Um, and so you've got that um, there, which is great. I mean, I'm glad that they've uh, survived all these years. And um, But, you know, when you have something like Kroger closing and all these mom and pop shops closing, then there's nothing there to take its place. Whereas like, you know, for example, at Jackson, um, they've, you know, over, I mean, I'm 38. So, you know, my parents came to Jackson County in the late seventies. So, um, in the, uh, you know, 40 plus years that we've lived in Jackson County, you know, Jackson has slowly progressed. Um, I remember when Walmart came in the late eighties, early nineties, and then super Walmart, <laughs> um, opened up when I was a sophomore in high school. So, um, you know, Jackson has progressed, but now they have lost business. They have lost some big, big businesses. Marilab, which was a cabinet baking place, shut down. Um, nothing. It took many, many years uh, for something else to take its place, but it's not as big of a business. And it's the Spaceside Bourbon Cooperage. Um, so it's not as big as Marilab, but it took, you know, at least maybe 10 years or so for it to come in. Um, Goodyear. Um, tire place was there. Uh, then it went to Meridian and um, they went on a 14 month strike and then they finally closed it down. Nothing went in its place. Um, so, you know, those other people had to go to other big businesses like, like General Mills or Belicios. And then Belicios is another place. Osco is another place. Um, that have, um, survived and, um, you know, Jackson was smart enough to also venture out into, um, hospitals, you know, I mean, our local, our, our closest hospitals were like 30 to 40 miles away. Um, one in Galpolis and one in Chillicothe, you know, and the one in Chillicothe, you know, me growing up, um, there was not a continuous four lane highway, even from Jackson to Chillicothe. And from Wilson to Chillicothe, if you didn't go on to the Appalachian Highway to hit 35 to get some sort of highway, then it was two lane back roads in the haulers and up and down the hills to get to um, to get to Chillicothe. Um, it took until like my sophomore year in college for um, State Route 35 to be four lanes from Jackson to, to Chillicothe. Um, so, you know, Jackson also branched out that even though they had a couple big factories closed, they also brought in um, the hospital, the medical field. Um, they started off with um, Holzer Clinic and they expanded that, made it bigger. Then they got Holzer Hospital. Um, now we have um, a, an Adina uh, place, King's, King's Daughters. A uh, little little clinic for King's daughter. So you know the the medical field is booming, and so at least you know Jackson has that. So um, and then when Goodyear and Meridian when they finally closed, it took several years, and then somebody came in and put a little strip mall 
And now we have like Hibbit Sports. Route 21 was there for a few years, but then it closed down, which was a shame. Um, because that was like a cool clothing store. And uh, Dollar Tree, which I was so excited when we got the Dollar Tree in Jackson because I really loved the Dollar Tree over Gen uh, Dollar General and Family Dollar. Um, I don't know why. It's just, eh, you know, it's different, whatever. Um, but then they also have, then there's like an AT&T store at that little strip mall, uh, McCurdy's Crossing or whatever it is there. Um, so things do come and go in Jackson, but at least they're trying to like put something in when there's something that goes away and, and you know, Wellston, they kind of tend to, you know, when, when a small mom and pop shop goes, there's nothing there to replace it. And, but we are getting, um, you know, some local people uh, um, that are building um, some places. There was a lease steakhouse that had officially closed during the pandemic. And then there was a local family um, that went in and re um, revamped it and, and remodeled it. And now it's called the Happening Bistro. Um, I haven't been there. It opened up during the summer. So obviously I'm on summer vacation from school, which we start tomorrow. Bah! Um, welcome back to normalcy, I suppose. But so there's businesses that are starting up. There's, um, I think there was a coffee shop that was starting up. So now we're, that pendulum is starting to swing back to the mom and pop shops and that, you know, we got some people that are like uh, councilmen and the mayor and, and places like that. Um, that are um, trying to get some like local businesses to start up again um, because businesses that have tried to come in, um, you know, the rumor was always that um, whoever it was would always like somehow deny these businesses to come in. The rumor always was that Walmart was supposed to be in Wellston because of the connections of like Vinton County being so close. And they had land and they were about to do it. And then somehow, you know, whoever the rumor was, whoever the group of people were like nixed it to not go, but that's a rumor. Um, you know how the rumor mill goes, um, you know, so hopefully, you know, with the start of now, there are local businesses there that are like locally owned, like Giovanni's massive place. Love it, love it, love it, love it. It's kind of like a kind of like Lee's restaurant back in the day was uh, started off with a Lebanese couple um, that started it. Oh my gosh, like 40 years ago, and um, then the guy had passed away, and then it got to um, his girlfriend, because like the wife, they got divorced, and then like you know, so um, he kept the kept the restaurant, bought his bought his ex-wife out, I think, and so that was kind of like a Wellston thing, Wellston, you know, whatever, and then, um, so now this local family has reopened it after the um, initial shutdown, so we're getting there, but, you know, the pendulum has swung, you know, from the 80s and 90s and stuff to, like, massive corporations and, you know, Walmarts and malls and Kroger and, you know, because, um, when Kroger had come into Jackson, um, it kind of um, shut down. I don't know if anybody remembers this grocery store, Big Bear, um, which is now where Kroger is. Um, 
and that was like a really cool place. Um, I don't ever really remember shopping there because we only shopped at Kroger in Ralston growing up. And by the time that we had moved to Jackson, that place was already gone. So, um, yeah. So like your corporations, like, you know, you just got to weed your, your pendulum back to the mom and pop shops because now the, um, the kind of like the newness of these massive corporations of malls and, uh, super centers and super stores and stuff are, are kind of, it's not, it's the newness has worn off obviously. And we're wanting to see local people succeed with their boutiques and restaurants. And, um, now that these companies, um, have established themselves to where they can take a hit, um, and, and shut down a, a store here and there, which is, and again, a shame for people to lose their jobs. But, um, you know, to bring back those mom and pop shops, it, it'll, it, you just got to ride the wave back to, um, ride the, ride the pendulum back to the mom and pop stores. I've also realized with a lot of people that, um, that they will vote against their best interest. Um, you know, and a lot of people around here, you know, their best interest is, um, to have, uh, programs like WIC and welfare and food stamps to, um, help them get, um, you know, to get what they need because there's not a lot of, um, well-paying jobs around here. And there's not a lot of people, um, you know, that, well, first of all, that there's, well, first of all, like I said, there's not a lot of jobs in in the area, uh, for people to work that are, that are good paying jobs. And then a lot of people, you know, honestly just can't work. You know, they've got physical issues. They've got mental issues. They've got issues that, um, and, and just situations that they cannot work, you know, whether that's due to a, um, physical condition, you know, and that could be, you know, like speaking of like with being in a pandemic that that could be, you know, people who have autoimmune, um, disorders who cannot be in a big crowd because they get sick all the time. And because of the germs. And so they have to find, a, you know, to, they either physically can't do it because of a, a physical situation like that. And then people, you know, really can't see that. Um, and then they're like, oh, these people, you know, are on welfare. We don't need welfare, this and that and whatever. And I'm like, but you're on it. You yourself, those that are bitching about those on welfare are the ones that are on welfare. Like, I'm like, uh, excuse me, you're the ones that are you know, you're the ones that are needing it the most. And, um, you know, and thanks to like not very high paying jobs, these people have to be, they have to subsidize their income with food stamps because their, uh, minimum wage, quote unquote, minimum wage jobs are not, um, supporting their family of five, their family of four. And, um, you know, when people are like, oh, well, they, they should be having kids. Well, then you 
need to teach them about sex education and how that shit works. So you need to provide uh, birth control and condoms and um, just teach them about how things work. But then you're like, oh, no, don't teach sex education. Taught, teach about abstinence. Listen, people, we are human beings with hormones and we're animals by nature. And it is, you know, then you say, you know, you talk about um, God tells us to be, to go out and be plentiful and go out to be fruitful. And, you know, uh, and then, but then you want to bitch about people who are on welfare and have like 30 kids. And, but then, and, and then you bitch about sex education, but then you have people with like 30 kids because then, you know, they're not being provided with the appropriate understanding of like kids cost money. Um, if you have unprotected sex, you're going to have a shit ton of kids, let alone STDs and everything else. But then you want to bitch because they're on welfare, but then you want to bitch about them being on food stamps and this and that and whatever. And it's like, well then raise the minimum wage. Then you want to bitch about them like getting paid too much. No, like you've got it. If you want people to be self-sufficient, then you have to do the, the proper things of, um, having birth control free, uh, condoms free, um, do not promote Viagra morons. Do not, um, you know, don't bitch about sex education, you know, put people into, uh, positions where they can provide the appropriate, um, you know, uh, education curriculum that, um, allows people to understand, you know, if you do, um, ABC, X, Y, and Z will happen. You know, you've got to, um, you've got to give and take a little bit. Like you want to say, I want to tell my kids about the birds and the bees. Well, you're not doing it or you tell them the wrong thing or because you don't want to get in that conversation when you could easily be like, Hey, you know, if you get to the appropriate age, then that's when, you know, sex education should be. So, you know, and then they vote these people in that are like, let's cut the welfare and let's, you know, um, let's cut minimum wage because things are going up. Listen, things have been going up except for minimum wage. You know, this is ridiculous that when I was a senior or when I was in um, college, I was only making five fifteen an hour. That I five fifteen an hour part time didn't get me the ability. I like I wasn't. I was barely lucky if I could pay for gas and pay for the um, cable that we had in my apartment my senior year. That was it. That's all I had to pay for. And I was lucky enough if I was able to do that. And so, you know, minimum wage now is like barely seven something. And I'm thinking, what the blue blazes, people? Like gas prices are through the roof. Things are through the roof. And you only raised minimum wage two bucks in 20 years. That's a little ridiculous. So, but you're voting these people in because then they think that welfare and, and, and WIC and food stamps are wrong. Well, then raise the minimum wage people, like quit voting these people in that are against your best interest.
So basically, <laughs> in the end, um, you know, just, I, I just sometimes don't understand um, people when, um, it's basically kind of like um, in the movie, The Amer- uh, the American President with Michael Douglas and Annette Bening, uh, Michael Sheen was in it. Um, and there's a couple other famous people that were in it, but I forget. There was like um, the one lady from Frasier um, is in it. Um, anyway, so in the movie, um, oh shoot, I forgot what the quote was now that I got, got sidetracked naming all the famous people in the movie. Um, so, uh, just basically, you know, um, that don't, oh, oh, I know what it is now. I remember, um, you know, the people will try to, to get you to vote against your best interest. Okay. They will tell you who to blame and they're for your terrible life. They'll tell you who to blame and why. And for the most part, it's the wrong people. You know, people will say, um, you know, oh, you know, abortion is, is, um, ruining this country, this and that. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's about controlling women and women's rights and women's bodies. Because, um, well, I was watching something the other day. Uh, well, it was a while back. And basically the whole gist of this attack on abortion and attack on women's rights with abortion, um, was for the fact that for the most part, like to keep the status quo of, of white people being the majority in this country, um, you know, you had to have more white births than anybody else to keep the majority at white people. And so then they were like, okay, let's go and attack abortion because that's, you know, less white babies being born. And so then that's where they started. They started attacking abortion in general, that it doesn't matter that there's going to be more minority births, but just the fact that as long as there's more white births, then it doesn't matter. So that takes in, so take a spin on that. Then, um, people will say, you know, um, gays are what's wrong with this country. Well, no, uh, that's not, that's not true. And, um, basically they are, um, saying because they want to have that person to blame for your terrible marriage or for your marriage to fall apart. Well, no, because gays haven't been able to be legally married throughout the country until recently. And 50% of marriages have failed. Well, not, that's 50% straight marriages have, have failed. And there are a lot of people that I know that are on their second marriage or third marriage or have at least been divorced once. And, um, so, and it's not the gay people, it's not their fault that your marriage has gone to shit. Like that's between you and your spouse. 
and whatever the hell has been going on in that situation, in that scenario. So, you know, basically anymore, people are just loved to be told who to hate and who to blame for their lot in life. And so, you know, it's, it's, you know, that taking away the responsibility of what you're doing in life and taking away the accountability for what you've done. So take that in consideration and, um, have a good week, everybody.